Welcome to Picture This, a podcast dedicated to film. That's all we know, that's all we love, that's all we think about. This is Picture This. Hello, movie fans. How's it going? This is Movie Mix. Uh, and today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, Uncle Bill is not here today. So we're going to be doing something called, a segment called uh, Movie Talk. Basically, we get somebody in here, we talk to them about movies, and we see what they like and they don't like. And I have in front of me, sir, please introduce yourself. My name is JB, and we'll be talking about movies today. Oh, nice. I like it. Um, are you a fan of movies? You watch a lot of movies? Man, I don't watch a lot of movies, but I know what I like. And, you know, good movies, well-written, you know, actors that lean into their roles, you know, that's what I like. Can I, like, what was the last time, the last movie that you saw that you really enjoy? The last movie that I really enjoyed was probably, shit, I don't even kind of remember the last movie. Okay, well, I sent you a survey, you completed that survey, and I was super surprised by this. I, I known you for a little bit now, um, but it was interesting, the answers that you gave, um, and so... There's uh, one, two, three, there's four movies in here. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce one and tell me why you like it so much? Okay. Um, I think I, one of the uh, questions I answered was like around uh, He Got Game. Mm -hmm. um, and that was more so just around like the nostalgia of the moment. And I just remember like that movie just sticking out to me in terms of like Denzel Washington and just like his role in that movie. And also Ray Allen at the time, who was like a big... Uh, superstar in the NBA and just really like at that time in my life I was like a, a real hoop head like just basketball's life type of person like I fell in I fell in love with basketball um as a young person so it's just like that movie like really put um some certain social things to at play and also just how like the system of sports and also um systematic oppression like really plays a part but the part that just that also, like, I really cared about was just, it was just a time I was young. Like, I remember being with my mom and my cousin, and, like, we snuck Burger King into the movies. Um, wait, wait, wait. So, break that scene down for me. Your mom says, we're going to go to Burger King first, and then what happens? Yeah, so, you know, black people, what we be doing, like, you know, of course, movie theater food is way too goddamn expensive, so... Like smart people, you go to Burger King, put it in your purse, and then you be eating the food up in the movie theater. <laughs> Do you wait until, uh, I mean, I don't, I brought in snacks, not food, like actual food. Yeah. Do you wait until like the movie starts? Like when do you do it? Yeah, we wait till the movie. We don't want to be too loud. You know, the previews, the music be loud, the lights still be kind of long. So you wait till the music get loud, wait till the lights go off, you know, then people got to smell Burger King for a little while. <laughs> so you saw that movie in the theater. Eating Burger King. Yeah, it was a special moment and a good ass movie. And you know, Denzel played a hell of a role. Um, Ray Allen, I feel like for a person who was just a basketball player, did a hell of a job in terms of like that being his first and only role I've ever seen him in. And so that really stood out to me. Wait, I have because I've never seen that movie. I know I've heard of it. Um, but does he like? Is it five minutes or is he plays like his role throughout the whole movie? Oh, like he's a main character. And oh, so, wow. um, and so like in and, and like. In like my community, like everybody know who Jesus Shellsworth is, ah. and that is the name. That is the name of the character in the, uh, the movie, and that's that's Ray Allen. Oh, so okay. everybody know who Jesus Shellsworth is. Like you'll see people like still have like that throwback jersey on. Oh wow! Um, and so it's just like in terms of the culture, 
it really played a significant role in like people who play basketball. Yeah, let me magnify this. So we're talking about for me, I don't remember like I don't I've never seen it, but I heard about it. But you're telling me that out here in your community, like that movie play a big role. People like know who the character is, they love it because he was that good in the movie, or what was the it was it was two things. Like I would say like for young black men that play like basketball, that affected the culture. Oh wow. And what that what I mean by that is just like Ray Allen was a good ass basketball player, and like, wait, was he with the Celtics by then, or he was probably with the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks at the oh, time, okay. or the yeah, probably with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, and so he was like that was like a younger time in his career, um, but like he was a hell of a baller, and then just like to see that translate to like his skills in acting and like how real um, the topics in that movie felt, I feel like that really impacted um, young people. Wow, yeah, awesome. I, 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 I now I have to see it because to me it was just a basketball movie. Nah, I'm not, nah, you I'm, gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know what it kind of mean to like people, and like uh, that's like that's kind of like what movies like movies like mean certain things to different people in different cultures and different communities. Got it. Thank you. I mean, I I'm not gonna look into that movie, uh, but there's some movies here that I saw that like. Thank you. I, by the way, thank you for telling me about that. I, I did not. He got he got a game right. Yeah, he got and game. if you if you had to rank it between one to ten, what would you give it? One being the highest, one the lowest. Uh, I think like off of like just pure art, it's mm -hmm. just it's not like the the highest art form, but like what it means on a uh, like what it means like on a like a more like just like what it means to me in general. Like I feel like that's what it is more about. Um, but it's still also like great writing and still like great acting. So I would say like for me, between those two things, probably like a, a eight. A eight, wow. Okay, yeah. well, I really have to see it now. Thank you. I can never say a movie's a 10. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, why not? Man, you know, like a movie to be a 10, like you know how many things like you got to cover? Like I feel like you got to like, I don't know. We'll get into that on a, another topic. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe next time we'll do like a part two of this interview because now I'm curious about that because I have some movies that I can show you that to me are like tens, tens, and you can be like, oh, that that's like an amazing movie. Um, but we'll get we'll get into okay. that in okay. some okay. other time. Um, okay. But I want to know you have here as at movies that you started watching as a child. Mm -hmm. I got Home Alone, mm -hmm. which I was like, oh, man, okay. I got well. This I like. Boys in the Hood. Uh -huh. I love that movie. And then you have Batman. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, this Ninja Turtles too. It's in, it's in here. Um, so break down for me, like what Ninja Turtles means to you as a child or as a, when you first saw it. Good question. I mean, I feel like Ninja Turtles is one of those things. Was like it was a cultural thing, like <laughs> like, and it was like a universal cultural thing. It was like it was one of those things that transcended race to me. It wasn't like a white black brown Asian. It. like it wasn't one of those things it was just like it was just you know pure fun it was just like some damn turtles and you know it was action it was pizza and so it's just like when I think about stuff that has kind of like shaped me it's just like I remember those times it's just like happy times and like just watching those movies and just like having fun with my cousins and stuff like that uh, yeah I, I always I mean I, I I've seen one of the movies like the old one I don't know if, I don't know if we're talking about the same one mm -hmm. but and that was interesting to me because like how did you do the like the costumes for like for them how do they dress up uh, it was interesting I, mm. I i was like what what is this the rat then the whatever his their master but then it was like more so like but 
like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was like also like a, a whole brand. Like they had cartoons, they had action figures, they had clothes, they had like mm-hmm. costumes. So it's just like it was like more than just a movie too. Uh, okay, so you're saying like in your life it would play a larger role. Yeah, got but it, it. But it came from the movie. Though. Okay, uh, and then I have here Home Alone. And before you say anything, <laughs> I saw a video, and somebody, the person that made this video, argued that the child—I don't remember his name—he's a psychopath. Because he wants to torture these two men instead of just calling 911 and getting the police to help. Like, mm. tell me about Home Alone and why do you like it? You know, it's something about Macaulay Culkin. Oh, like, okay. I don't know. I can't like quite put my finger. It might be that he's psycho. I don't know. <laughs> but it's just something that like he comes across as an actor. It's just like he's like the prototypical like white kid mm-hmm. and like... It just like it comes off in a certain way. The funny thing about Home Alone, Home Alone almost didn't happen. What? Tell me about that. I didn't know that. Yeah, and so I think like and the inception of that film, like it was, I feel like it was either like Fox or Universal, and like Universal wanted to drop it, but oh, somebody wow. from Fox like saw like this as a great opportunity, and they were like, no, like we want to go ahead with this. So like Universal told like their team like this is over. And then, like, people thought they, like, lost their jobs. They thought that um, they weren't going to be doing a movie. Then Fox was like, no, we're doing a movie. Like, keep working. Like, we got the budget. Like, keep going. And so it's just, like, we almost didn't have a Home Alone. And so, like, I found, like, that was an interesting history. Like, because I feel like, like, Home Alone was, like, also a movie that kind of, like, like, transcended, like, cultures. And so it's, like, I like I like movies that I feel like that, like, are universal. JB, like you say, you don't watch a lot of movies, but you just dropping some knowledge here. And I was like, oh, I did. I, I watch a lot of movies and read a lot about all kinds of things that happen in yeah. the movie world. Uh, but how did you find you, you doing research, or did you just like the movie so much that you went and like read about it? No, I was actually. Um, I think it was like this uh, program on Netflix, and it was just um, it was going like behind the scenes of like why movies were being made or like maybe like not getting made. And so it was just like, well, shit. Like I like Home Alone, so like I clicked the Home Alone one. And so like they they were telling the story about like how it was like ultimately like almost not created. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's a good story. Check it out on Netflix. Yeah, I don't know the name of it, but yeah, you'll figure it out. Yeah, it's something behind this. It's something I think I've seen that like, show up somewhere in my. Cute. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Boys in the Hood. Now, before you say anything, I'm a big fan of Boys in the Hood. I I love Ice Cube. I, I when he put out America's Most Wanted, I was like, my. It was like he dropped you right in Compton, and you were like, oh, things are not as sunny and beautiful as put people put them out in the movies. There's something going on in mm-hmm. uh, in that area of LA. Uh, so I love his album, and then I knew he was going to be in the movie, and I was like, I have to see this. Yeah, uh, A lot of violence, but it's it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that movie and what it meant to you. Yeah, I mean, the memory I have of, uh, of Boys in the Hood, I remember being young, and I remember like going to stay with my uncle and auntie one night, and I'm assuming they probably were like in their late 20s, early 30s, and it was just like... Now, when I look at back on it... like, Wait, how old are you? Sorry, say that again. I was probably like probably six, seven, or eight. Like, and they let you watch that movie. I'm getting into oh, okay. it. And so it's just like, and yeah, so like I'm going to the movies with them. I, I kind of don't know what the hell Boys in the Hood is or like what to expect, but I go to the movies and I'm like, oh man, this is this is like a gangster movie. Like this is like they killing people, they doing all type of crazy stuff. But I was really too young to really process it and to really understand like the meaning of it. And so when I look back in hindsight, I'd be thinking like, 
damn, was I supposed to be in that movie? <laughs> um, and then like seeing it as an adult and seeing like the certain things like gentrification was at play in Boys in the Hood, um, gun violence, um, police brutality, all those type of things. Things are still significant today. And so just like me as like a black man and like seeing that at, at such a young age, I think like it did kind of like two things. It like made me privy to like the violence that, that goes on and also like the plight of like black people in certain communities. And also I think like the other thing is you have to be conscious of like what young people are intaking, like especially like if you don't give them like context or like why you're taking them to see a movie. And mm. so I think that was that. And it's just like, I mean, John Singleton did a great job and it's just like, it's a movie that would stand the test of time. Yeah, no, so I, don't, I knew this because I read about it. Um, he met Ice Cube when he was at, in, uh, I don't know if it's UCLA or USC, for film school. Film, film school. Mm-hmm. And he met him. He said, you're going to be in one of my movies. And that was like two or three years before the movie. And Ice Cube was nice. like, right, uh, whatever, man. Uh, and then when they finally got, when he got uh, was done with college, then he was able to make the movie. Sorry, go ahead. So have you seen Higher Learning? Yes, I have seen okay. Higher Learning. So that's yeah. another John Singleton in Ice Cube. Yeah. Buster Rhymes was in that movie. Yeah. I like that movie a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. That movie is pretty interesting. Because, yeah, I mean, it's a, there's a lot of the issues that we see now yeah. uh, were presented in that movie. But yeah, to me, Boys in the Hood, it, it was very interesting because I, I grew up in Boston. I mean, there's there's some violence in Boston, but mm-hmm. I grew up in a what I would call like a Dominican neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was only Dominican people. So you, I mean, I never felt like I was that. Scared, and then it seems like I saw that, and I was like, "Oh man, I thought LA was like a fun, lovey-dovey place, but it seems that like certain parts of the area are not are not as fun." Yeah. Um. Anything else that you want to ask? Because I want to ask you about the next movie, and I want to know which one it is. Um, okay. Batman. Now, which <laughs> Batman are you talking about? I'm talking about the very first one with Jack Nicholson. Yes, that's one of my favorite. I mean, he did such a great job. Um, why do you like that movie? Jack Nicholson. Like, I just remember. Well, first of all, like, now I'm starting to think about it. Like, a lot of my history with movies is, like, around, like, one of my particular cousins named BK. Oh, And it wow. was just, like, and so I think, like, he just, like, he liked it, like, silly, goofy stuff. And it just, like, and he used to just, like, highlight the parts of, like, the parts of Joker. Like, when he was just acting so crazy, like, he would just, like, laugh hysterically. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, that made me more, like, into it. And so it's just, like. The Joker just made, and I think like the the job that Jack Nicholson did, like he set the bar for the other Jokers, and so it's just like you could kind of like see how like that played into the immersion of like um, what's the guy name that that passed away? Uh, I know he's like I forgot his name. Uh, Heath Ledger. So he, it's like yeah, I feel like he had to be inspired in some way by Jack Nicholson in that first bat, uh, that Batman movie. Um, but yeah, my like my my love for that movie, yeah, it comes from the Joker um and Jack Nicholson. And it's just like, yeah, I go see every Batman down there just to see what the Joker's like. Yeah. And I, I just saw the the last Joker and I was disappointed. Oh wow. Okay, well because it wasn't like the typical yeah. Joker. <laughs> Before we get there, I, I want to go back because okay. he just said something very interesting. He did set that bar or the table for it because before him, the Joker was in, in the like in the movie or miniseries, whatever they did before. It didn't seem like he was that uh, dark. He mm-hmm. seemed like a very mild uh, nemesis of, of, of Batman. Um, right. And this one was the first one that was like really dark, the, like the laughter, like his face. Um, and then just he just wanted to 
you know, destroy the city. He didn't, he didn't care about anything else. Um, and then the other built on that. Um, why? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> and now that I'm thinking about it, it's one particular part of that damn movie. Which one? Where he's like standing in the middle of the street and he pull up big ass gun out of his pants and shoot the motherfucking thing. I'm sorry. It's like a plane that that, that Batman is flying through, right? He He shoots Batman's pants like, God damn, that's the biggest gun I've ever seen. So it's just like his exaggeration of things in that movie and like the the props and it was just super funny. Yeah, I I, got to say, can we go back to something that you said something that you don't like this Joker? So for me, I didn't like the first part of the movie because I I felt like I didn't know where the heck this was going. Mm-hmm. Then the second part made it more more clear in terms of what things were going to how things were going to unfold and happen. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you like this Joker? Um, well, first of all, I was like you know like doing like when you think about the traditional Jokers, you're thinking like some some humor. Mm-hmm. Um, you're thinking about like some like some quirkiness, um, and you're thinking about like violence, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just like I feel like. It was it was different in those regards, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm basing it off of Jack Nicholson, and Heath Ledger. Y'all motherfuckers better get this shit right. That's what I'm basing it off. You got two people who set the bar really high. Not to say what's the uh, actor's name? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Not to say Joaquin Phoenix didn't do a good job because I feel like the parts that like that stood out to me was like the crazy ways he danced. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciated those things. And then like the, the part that was violent, it was violent. Mm-hmm. And then like, it was funny, like how he let the little person like walk and go because he never treated them bad. <laughs> um, but I do, I do think there was like an Im- important piece of writing to that movie in terms of how they connected it all back at the end in terms of like one of the things that one of the, the values that the Joker has is anarchy. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's really hard because I don't think it was as dark as people wanted it to be, but they decided to go like in a whole different, a different way, way where they're like, we're not going to make this a big thing against Batman. It's more of like this person and their psychological uh, mind frame in order to see how they become that evil person that they later on develop. Yeah, and that's, and yeah, I think that's the thing that for me, it just felt heavy. Like it mm-hmm. felt like a mental health movie. Uh, it, it, I think it, it I mean, he ends up being in the, <laughs> in the mental hospital, right? Yeah. Um, and so now I want to direct your attention to your top three favorite movies, okay? And I see something here that I haven't seen, so I want you to tell me what it is. Oh, no, actually, I've seen that movie. Uh, you have first Road to Perdition. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, and I don't remember the other characters, but why that movie? Road to Perdition, I, like, I can't even, like, really explain it all the way. Um, but it's just like, for me, it was just like, it was like a mob movie and like mm-hmm. Tom Hanks was like quiet, reserved, mm-hmm. like, a, like he did everything that was asked of him, like never had no problems. And like, he was like a family man at the same time. And so, so one night his, uh, his son decided to like go with them and like, didn't know. And it's just like, he saw some stuff that he didn't, wasn't, wasn't supposed, supposed to see. Yeah. And what that meant for the kid and his father was like the the guy who was um, above like Tom Hanks, like we can't have that. We can't have like a loose end, basically. So like we're going to have to like shut the kid up and stuff like that. And so like when those things happen, um, they basically like put a hit out on like the family and like what happened, they wind up killing the wife and the kid. And it just goes, it just goes into revenge mode. It Mm -hmm. just goes into revenge mode and like. Tom Hanks was a mud, like he was, he was bad. He was bad. Yeah. Cause 
that's one of my complaints about him as an actor because he always plays the good guy. And this is the one time that I saw him play the bad guy, but it wasn't what I thought it was. I think like you said, quiet, reserved. I'm just doing my job. I, I have my family over here. I don't I don't have any I don't want any problems with anybody. And that's the one time that he played like a bad guy type of person. But and yeah, like now that you're like talking about it, like I didn't really think about it. But yeah, it showed like I think like when you when you think about actors and actresses, you, you think about the versatility. Mm-hmm. And I think like to your point, like you, you see like he was able to to kind of like get out of his like normal, like fun, like snarky, like little like mm-hmm. roles. And so it's just like, yeah, he was killing people. And it's like he was like basically like going against the mob by himself, like with his son. And so it's just like it was like against all odds. And it's just like they was winning until like he died at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um But he but he like the other thing, but he did, he was so he had his, his mind set on like providing a life for his sons that they would not have to do the same type of thing. Yeah, he tried to save his son from having that to murder somebody at one point. Um okay, and then I see Harlem Knights here and and Go for it because you're smiling right now, and I know why you're gonna love this movie. But go for it. Well, first of all, <laughs> <laughs> Harlem Nights. Eddie Murphy is my favorite comedian, and yeah, he's wow. my favorite comedian. Like, I feel like it's if he ain't your favorite comedian, like, well, tell me who's your favorite comedian. Um, but then you had Richard Pryor, you had Red Fox, you had a couple of people I don't know the name of, and so for me. It's more so like I didn't know it at the time. It was just funny. Like it was just some funny shit when I was younger. But when you like now that I'm of age, it's just like you see black excellence in that movie. And you see black excellence like in a humorous way. And not just like humor, but it was just like also how they were portrayed in like the representation. Like they had money, like they were taking care of like the communities and like it could have been like for the wrong ways, but you also just see the uh solidarity of like the black community. And so, and like mixing that in like with fun and just like also like mixing like the, the racial dynamics at the time, like Harlem um, in the 20s and the 30s and stuff like that. And so, yeah, what I like about that, <clears throat> excuse me, what you said is like it was like three generations of, of comedians Red Fox, uh, what's his name? You exactly. Just, yeah. Uh, what's his, uh, he got Richard, Pryor, Richard Pryor and, and then Eddie Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Like those are three of the arguably three of the best black comedians ever. Yeah, and the, the three of them coming in, coming in in that movie. In yeah, movie. I, it was really funny and it was really interesting. Uh, I really liked that movie. Um, and then you have Friday here, and and uh, so for me, like we have Ice Cube with Boys in the Hood playing this gangster guy, and all of a sudden he turns into a more like funnier guy, which shows how like the range of uh, an actor, like, mm-hmm. type of actor he can be. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Why did you pick that movie? I picked Friday because Friday was like a culture type of thing for me. It was a nostalgic type of thing. And it was Sorry, like, I'm seeing a trend. Everything for you is if it relates to a to culture, then it's for you it's important to see it. Not necessarily like it wasn't important to see it, but I see like how it impacted me. Because mm-hmm. like I didn't really know what it meant when I seen it. But mm-hmm. like now when I think about it, like, oh like that's what it meant. Like Friday was like damn near like literally every Friday at my auntie house watching Friday. Like <laughs> over and over and over and over. Like I, I, I probably watched that time, like that movie probably over a hundred times. Are you are you joking with me? No, I'm not joking. A hundred times. Probably like a hundred times. And so it's just like oh, wow. that movie never got old to me. Like I could probably watch it right now and still be like busting out laughing. <laughs> and so it's just like, yeah, like like saying the lines, like 
it was just so many. It was so many lines in that movie, like Debo coming, tuck your chain in. Like it was like, oh, he gonna cry when he get in the car. It's like it's so many things in that movie. So the fun, I, I don't know if you know this, but Ice Cube, I think, was running, was writing that movie while, um, while he was touring with uh, NWA. Mm-hmm. Well, I, later after he, I think he got out of NWA, and it, it, it like. Just to me to think that like he was able to like write that movie. He's like, I'm gonna make it funny. I'm gonna sell this movie. I, th- there's something that differentiated Ice Cube from the other people in NWA. And I think at, at one point when you watch the NWA movie, they make a point of it. He went to a school with like a lot of wealthy white people, mm-hmm. and he's noticed how they will do things like, oh well, everything has to be written, everything has to be done this and this way and that way. Um, and so to me, it's like, wow, he he participated in this movie, and then he wrote another movie, and he was able to like do both of those different roles. And still, like, do it well. Yeah. I think for me, I think, yeah, I think, like, you feel me, as, like, a a black man, it's just, like, for someone to show that level of imagination and creativity, like, I feel like that's, like, that's, that's what we need. And so it was more, like, necessarily, it's bigger than jokes. It's, Mm -hmm. like, like, look at the the imagination he used. Like, look at the the creativity used for his writing. And like not only for like a movie, but also like for for music as well. And so it's like those are things like that impress me. Yeah, I I have to. I mean, I really like that movie, and I really like Boys in the Hood. I've now like we talked about movies. It seems like you you seen a lot of movies, even though you say you don't watch a lot of movies. <laughs> How do you figure out what movies what movies to watch? How do you like are you just researching? Are you reading? What's going on? How do you do it? Um, I feel like as of late, like. <sighs> My my perspective of movies have shifted. Like I feel mm-hmm. like movies are a piece of shit. To be honest, like I be thinking <laughs> like, like the movie nowadays. Yeah, like I feel like you find better movies out outside of the theater now. Yeah, it's just yeah. like the like the the things you be like, oh, this is coming out. It's like uh, I don't really know. It's like honestly, I feel like in terms of theater movies, mm-hmm. like I feel like there's like probably one to three good movies a year. Mm-hmm. And so like that's kind of like a turnoff when you see like movies. Like I be looking at movies like, how the fuck did they get this budget? Like, how? Like, who approved this? And so, like, I have a huge problem with that. And so, it's just, like, whether it's Netflix or, like, Prime Originals, like, you might be able to, or a Sundance film or, like, just, like, something else. You may be able to find, like, a better movie just by, like, word of mouth or, like, people just telling you, like, what they're watching. And so, like, I feel like the main way is just, like, probably word of mouth and, like, figuring out. Also, you got to, like, for me, like, you got to think about who's telling you what's good. Like, mm-hmm. like I like to like to talk to credible people about movies. I'm not going to just like I don't trust everybody's judgment when it comes to movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I agree with you on one point that you just made. I feel like movies is what we're way better. And I feel like a lot of the movies that get one of my questions is, is what you just ask. How did they approve the budget for this? And so this, they're actually trying to develop now AI that will be able to figure out what's going to sell. So we might see a lot of like more crappy movies coming this way. Because I think movies for some people are, or I want to say the majority of people are ways of escaping reality. And there's a lot of yeah. like not fun reality right now in the US. So I can see people like going to the movies to watch some movies that I'm like, how did this get approved? Yeah, so a prime example of that is, you ever heard of Sharknado? Yes, I heard of <laughs> Sharknado. <laughs> so yeah, I think we can leave that right there. <laughs> okay. So we only have right now three minutes. And so I'm going to ask you this because I think it's an important question, at least for me. Okay. Uh, if you were given a chance to meet an actor, female, male, or a director, who will, it, who will be the first uh, person that you would like to meet and why? 
Yeah, I feel like this question is hard. I feel like if it was like music, I'd like be able to like rattle off a couple names and kind of like cipher through it. Mm-hmm. But like movies is just like I would want to meet a person who's like not only good at acting, but also like like what type of person they were too. So mm-hmm. that kind of makes me think about like kind of like what they did. Because like mm-hmm. you can have a person who pick roles that just like like why did you pick that again? Mm-hmm. Or like mm-hmm. what, like what does that mean? And so it's just like I don't I don't think I respect that. And so I think like it would probably let me think about this. It would probably be a person who picked good roles mm-hmm. and like it and it had to be like meaningful things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm not I'm not quite sure actually. Yeah. It's it's hard to say, but shit, since since we talking about it, I would I go talk to Eddie Murray and be like, man, you need to get back to like raw days, Harlem Nights days. I need you. I Did need you. you. <laughs> Did you see uh, My Name is Dolomite? I've I seen a little bit of it. Yeah. I've seen a little bit of it. It's it's pre- it's on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. It's pretty good. Uh, it's not going to be as funny, though. Because the, the point. That's the why movie, I didn't finish it. Yeah. The point of the movie is that uh, that character is very shy, actually. But he has to play these outlandish big personality characters and so the you see both of those things like in his real life is like oh i don't even want to be like out there i just want to be over here and then but in order to be able to financially maintain himself he has to do all this like he has to go on tour and do comedies and all, all this stuff um but yeah no i i, I totally agree with you i just want to point that out like i'm the same way with actors like uh you have to challenge yourself and if you don't do that to me it's like why not like you already have money What's the point now? You have to make your art happen. Uh, and so, I don't know. Do you have any closing words? You know who are actress I really like? Mm-hmm. I really kind of like actually like love on the low? Mm. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah. She's done some roles. I feel like she's like one of those people who don't be bullshit. Ah, true, true. Do you have any closing words? We're about to be done with the show. Movie Mix, man. Thanks for having me. I hope I didn't cuss too much, man. Y'all have, like, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. JV, like, you have made my day. Loved it. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Take care.